Welcome back to another episode of Train to Win, the podcast produced by the Houston chapter of the Association for Talent Development, inspiring talent development professionals to achieve their full potential. It's Bruce Abbott. Today is a special episode as we have a full house. We're conducting a special panel discussion on certification, specifically focused on the CPLP and APTD certifications. And joining me today are ATD Houston past president, Joni Goodman, ATD Houston VP of Professional Development, Robert Koshu, and ATD member, Adam McCrary, Director of Learning Development with CDK Global. And I do want to thank you guys for taking your time out of your busy schedules right before a holiday to join in on the discussion. Happy to be here. So this podcast, it's a precursor to one of the Houston sessions coming up during ATD Employee Learning Week. It's December 2nd through the 6th, and we're hosting a session on December 3rd titled Certification, The Time Is Now. And We'll be diving in a little deeper into the APTD and CPLP credentials and whether the time is right for you to embark on this certification journey. Now, you can find out more about this session on our website at tdhouston.org, and there's also links to ATD National's website on the two certifications. You can get more information. So to get this discussion going, I'm going to throw this first question out to you, Robert, and everybody just kind of jump into the conversation. Why proceed with an ATD certification? One of the things that I've always felt about it is that if you really want to prove that you are qualified in what you are hanging your shingle out in the world and telling the world that you're doing, then why not go be certified in that particular endeavor to where it actually is raising the bar for you as you move up. And so it's really setting a standard and setting a bar so that when you're in front of either your employer, if you're an employee of a company, or if you're in front of one of your clients, if you're doing the, in the consulting world, that it's really proving that when you look at someone and say, here's why we ought to do this that way, you have some backing and you have some knowledge that's been proven with that. Building and validating your skills, instant credibility, advancing your own knowledge base. And of course, there's earning potential and you know competitive job markets. Joni, I want you to answer this one for me first, because I know you've personally received some benefits by achieving your your CPLP certification. Tell me, what kind of benefits have you seen with uh, going the certification route? So as a biochemist by trade and deciding um, somewhat early into my career to make a change into the learning development, talent development space, How does one tout that a biochemist now knows how to be a learning and development professional? So a really good path for me to take and also good learning for me was to pursue the CPLP certification. And now it's kind of a running joke that I I share with my clients that now a, a biochemist knows how to be a talent development professional because I've gone through this certification and the recertification process continues to allow me the opportunity to upskill. Yeah, it takes you to a whole new level professionally. Adam, tell me the story behind your certification. Yeah, I've been in various roles in training through my career, um, from the restaurant business to uh, automotive retail to higher education. And I've worn a lot of hats, done a lot of things. Uh, The certification piece, that education helped me sort of formalize all of that learning, professional learning I, I have had along the way. And uh, kind of uh, helped me form it up into good areas of expertise, uh, kind of understand how they all, all interrelate together. And so it was a, it's a huge boon for me just to, to, to kind of 
give myself a framework on which to hang all of that different education, all those different experiences. And then to, to Joni's point, it, it makes, it makes for a good conversation when you're having with having conversations with a client. I remember meeting with a client out of Canada and they were like, well, why, why are you involved in helping us put our training together? What, what makes you, you know, essentially they were asking, what makes you so special? And uh, so I explained a little bit about my background and my CPLP designation and, um, you know, I, my, my running tagline, it's the PMP for, for learning and development or talent development. And they're like, okay. And essentially the conversation wrapped up with, all right, you'll do, you know, cause I had that experience. So I, I think that's, uh, uh, you know, I, I think it really kind of helps you round it, round things out and it, and it adds some gravitas to, to what you're doing and, and your experience. If I can add, um, just some people don't, um, graduate for those who are in university and just graduating from college I know at least back in my day there wasn't even a degree that you could get that was really in um, training or talent development or learning per se so when you're making that transition many of us uh, come from education all different walks of life and find ourselves in the talent development arena and so this is really a great opportunity to get some support and development and growth whenever you make that transition and make that shift and don't shy away from the fact, yes, you have to have some experience, especially for the CPLP, but now there is the APTD certification um, that allows you to get some of that experience uh, to work up to that highest level of certification. And Robert, you also have your CPLP. Tell me a little bit about your story. Yeah. So kind of like Joni, I, I was an accidental trainer. Um, I was actually working in a call center with a finance background um, for a major financial company. And they figured out I was pretty good talking in front of people and kind of knew how to design some stuff. So they let me kind of go into training and started doing it. And then as I got more into it, I decided I really wanted to prove what I knew. So I decided to pursue the CPLP. And like Joni said, it's really kind of a validation for it. And when you talk of value for the certification, um, I've since left that company. Um, I was actually recruited out. My last two job changes within the past year, two years, have occurred because of my CPLP. I was actually recruited out and sought after because of having the designation with the people, along with my contacts in ATD Houston. But it actually provided value for me on the level of, like Adam said, it gives you the gravitas or the wherewithal to go and talk to people about these things with some proof behind what you're saying. But then on the back end of it, it is also giving you the actual benefit of people look at you as someone that, hey, you actually do know what you're talking about because of this with the financial benefit. And I'm glad Joni brought up the APTD versus the CPLP because what ATD did is they actually built what's called a stack model of certification to where the CPLP covers 10 areas of expertise that we'll go over, but the CPLP only covers, Adam, help me out, three or four of those areas of expertise. But then if you decide to pursue the CPLP, you're given credit for having passed those with the APDD first. So it kind of gives you a stepping stone in as you move into the talent development world. Yeah, it's it's three three main areas of expertise for the APTD. It's the training delivery, the instructional design, and the learning technologies piece. And then they also add in uh, global mindset and learning evaluation. 
So what are some of the common questions that you're asked about certification and what might be your answers to those questions? So I can start. Um, I'm asked, was it hard? And the answer is yes. Um, so my own personal journey, I was one of the first uh, cohort to certify. So there weren't a lot of support resources out there other than the learning management system that ATD provides and a pretest. So there weren't study guides, there weren't study groups, there wasn't a lot of support in that first um, cohort. So luckily, myself and another colleague at um, my company at the time were pursuing it. So we worked together to create our own study guides and to prepare. But, um, you know, it's a certification. So this is not just something that they're, they're doling out willy nilly. So it does take some extra effort. And when I was going through it, I actually earned a new appreciation for those folks who go back to school and work full time, because it felt a lot like that. But as I've mentioned, it's it's so worth it um, for me to keep that up. And it and because I, I'm and in full transparency, I've never been a really good test taker. So because there was a, a certification exam, you know, there was a little mental thing going on with me. And I vowed that I would never let my certification lapse if I passed that exam because I didn't ever want to have to retake it again. So um, it, it is challenging, but that also adds to um, the gravitas and the merit that's already been mentioned, that the clout that goes with having that certification. What would set someone up for success that's, that's pursuing that certification? Part of it is, and I came at it from a different perspective than Joni because I had stockbroker licenses, so I was locked hard on how to take these tests. So it was really for me getting to know the information and apply the information. And I think one of the things that I would say that will really set you up for success is, is first of all, want to be excel in learning and development, have that passion to want to do it. And remember that it's not about being able to spout the theories back. You have to, you do have to know the theory. You do have to know what's behind it. But the thing that I found different about the CPLP versus other standardized testing that I've taken is you have to know it well enough to apply it on the test and look at it not from the perspective of it means this, but okay, it means this and how would I use it in this situation would be the easiest way to think about it. And so just having a the practical knowledge and being a part of it, and the, and if you've had formal education, that kind of substitutes out a little bit. So that helps you as well. But just really be willing to do it. Um, Adam has been very fortunate, and he has led three or four study sessions now, if I'm not mistaken. And I've been a part of four, and now leading the third. Yes. Okay. And I think he would agree that the people who we have seen be, have, be successful at that has been the people that really want to do it and really have the passion to really want to achieve. Adam, as somebody who is leading these sessions, what are you seeing? Well, I see, you know, the, I, I think, or I firmly believe that a lot of my success in, in, terms of passing the CPLP, the first first go-round, came from being part of a group that was in it together. We There was, uh, in my session, there were four or five of us that were very intent on 
getting this accomplished, accomplishing this. And so we encouraged each other. We worked together. We met every week to talk about what did you learn? What, what areas do you have questions about? We had resources from the local chapter that were willing to help out. There were outside resources. And, and so, you know, the, those who are successful are motivated, as, as Robert has spoken to, to not only learn on their own, but go search out additional resources and, and talk to people and work with, with, with others to, to round out their knowledge and, uh, and make the most of it. You guys can kind of jump in here, but what about the recertification process? Uh, any comments or thoughts on that? Yeah. So Bruce, before we move to the recertification, I, I would just, I just want to echo what Robert and Adam were talking about in an offering that ATD Houston has, which is a study group. And not only are you getting the support, but you are also getting the um, accountability measure to actually, um, if you have that motivation to pursue it, you also have that accountability measure of meeting with that group of folks um, to ensure that you are going to accomplish that and you are going to set yourself up for success to pass it. So as far as the uh, recertification process, um, my tidbit would be don't let it creep up on you. It uh, For CPLP specifically, you have to earn 60 recertification points every three years. And those are in a variety of categories. You can't just put all of your eggs in, in one basket for the recertification. And keep your documentation in case you get audited. You will be notified in advance if that's going to happen. So you have a significant amount of time to prepare for that. But um, make sure that you're, you're, you've got an Excel spreadsheet or whatever works for you to, to keep track of the work that you're doing in support of your recertification. Yeah, I just recertified. I just um, recertified on November 1st of this year. started my second round as a certified CPLP. And I will so echo what Joni said. I was, because I had done CEs for previous licensing and stuff, I knew how important it was to start early. And so I had started literally the November after I obtained my CPLP, a class came up that um, a partner of ATD Houston was offering that offered CE points. And I convinced my lovely bride to give it to me as a, as a Christmas present that year. So I could earn some CE points to start out with. And then I started a running spreadsheet that I kept to kind of keep track and broke my points down. And that way, as I approached it, I was able to really lock in. And about a year ago, right now, I actually really sat down with the spreadsheet and said, okay, where am I? Where am I going to be short at? And what am I going to need to do? So as long as you keep up and stay active in the field and be an active part of your national and local ATD chapters, that actually gives you a significant advantage to being recertified. So one thing anybody who is CPLP certified that's listening to that, this, that I would encourage you be active in the Houston chapter. The Houston chapter is now a certified provider for most of our monthly meetings and our conferences to give certification points for both the CPLP and the APTD just for attending those meetings. When you are submitting your tracked information in each one of the categories for recertification, a best practice that I have done from the beginning for recertification is to always submit more 
in each category more points than are required just in case something wouldn't count. Now that we are having the opportunity to Robert's point that we are an approved provider of continuing education credits, some of the things that I have listed in the past on my recertification application were not necessarily um, ATD approved. And so in the event that one of those would not be considered or deemed appropriate for towards recertification and support in that category, I always submit more in each category. Wonderful. We're actually in this period of transition going from the ATD competency model to the capability model. Is that going to have an impact on recertification? There will be. <laughs> um, we have not yet seen the capability model. It's going to be introduced mid-December, if I remember my dates correctly. Um, they did have a press out, and I will. I am going to freely admit, because you can tell I'm reading, that I am reading from that. Um, part of it's going to be is that the shift is due to competence refers to a person's current state and having the knowledge and skills necessary to perform a job. Capability is about integrating knowledge and skills and adapting and flexing to meet future needs. And so that's part of the reason why they're taking that approach where it's a shift from a competence model to a capability model is because of wanting to make that shift to prepare talent development professionals for the future as we're moving forward. Um, sometime middle of next year, um, they will be announcing what the changes specific to the CPLP and APTD are going to be um, for the capability model. And we are all waiting with bated breath to see that information at this point. <laughs> Any day now, right? Uh, one last question, and I'm going to ask each of you, I'm going to start with you, Adam. Somebody who may be on the fence thinking about it, what would you tell them? Go for it. It's, uh, it seems like a big elephant, but if you take it one bite at a time and you prepare well and you give yourself some, some room to, uh, to absorb the information and learn how to apply it, it's definitely doable. If you're worried about the CPLP and it's, it just seems too daunting, definitely take a look at the APTD. Um, it's a great stepping stone. And uh, either way, uh, you know, one of the greatest benefits I, I felt like I got out of it was that just diving into that knowledge base and reminding me myself of all those things that I that I know and learning some new things. Um, so I, I would definitely encourage anyone who is on the fence to find some resources, and we're happy to do that here at the chapter. Um, find some resources, get involved, and start down the path. Joni, what do you think? I would say to, if you're on the fence, to acknowledge what your barriers are and just have a conversation with one of us or somebody who has the certification that can help talk you through that. Because I'm pretty sure we probably all felt that or thought that when we were pursuing the certification as well. Okay. Robert? I'm just going to echo what they said completely. And I'm just going to put an emphasis on um, sit down, find somebody who has the CPLP. There are several people in our chapter that has it in addition to the three of us. And I would encourage you to sit down and really talk with somebody. You know, make the decision and move forward with your career and really sit down and have a chat with somebody who's got it and be ready to move forward. And Bruce, I'm, I'm going to add one more thought. Uh, if you are working for a corporation or a company, get the support of your company to do it. 
and, and ask for their support. And maybe it's, uh, they allow you to work from home a half a day as you're preparing for the certification, or they're going to financially support you getting the certification. Somebody listening probably has a lot more questions, which uh, Robert's comment also was a good lead-in. If you need to ask those questions, well, we do happen to have a session, December 3rd, titled Certification. The time is now. If you go to our tdhouston.org website and you look on the upcoming events, uh, you'll see it as part of our Employee Learning Week that ATD is doing. Come to the session, ask questions. You can dive into more detail than what we've been talking about here Find out a little bit more knowledge and insights about the exams and just to decide if now might be the right time to pursue your certification. Adam, Joni, Robert, thank you guys so much for coming here on a Friday afternoon right before Thanksgiving and answering questions. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much and uh, wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you. It's our pleasure. We do want to thank you for listening to Train to Win and be sure to visit our website, tdhouston.org, and you can uh, subscribe to this podcast in iTunes and Spotify, Google Podcast, and that way you never miss a show. And hey, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show, share us with a colleague, uh, share us on social media. That would be really cool. It's Train to Win, a production of ATD Houston. Hey, this is Bruce Abbott saying thank you for listening to Train to Win. We will see you next time and happy Thanksgiving.